We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we doing? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. It is Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. And in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres. Glad to have you along today to talk some Oregon football here on the Ducks Dish podcast. Uh, Friendly reminder, go ahead and like the video, leave a comment, and subscribe to the channel. And we always are welcome uh, to questions, whether that be in the comments or on social media. All that we ask is that you use the hashtag DucksDish so that we can find your question. Always want to get you guys more involved uh, you know, now and in the future with this show. But we got a big... Topic for today's show as Dan Lanning addressed uh, the rumors and report that he was linked to the Auburn job. The It was really more of a rumor, but basically the, the report stated that there was mutual interest between Dan Lanning and Auburn. This, of course, coming after this, of course, coming after the Tigers chose to fire Brian Harson earlier this season. Uh, things not going too well for the Tigers so far in 2022, but uh Brian Harson isn't the only head coach that's been fired already in the college football season. You have Herm Edwards, who got the boot at Arizona State. He got fired. Carl Durrell at Colorado. He got fired. USF also fired their head coach, but I'm blanking on his name right now. So we're already seeing quite a bit of movement here in the coaching carousel from the standpoint of coaches just getting fired earlier on in the season. But Dan Lanning met with reporters on Monday evening over Zoom. There was a ton of stuff going on with Oregon Athletics. You had the Oregon women getting out to a, I think it was a 100-57 to win over Northwestern. You had the Oregon men's team with Dana Altman earning an 80-45 to win over the Florida A&M Rattlers. So two wins for the Ducks hoops programs to start their season. So it was a busy, busy day. But Lanning got asked really at the start of the press conference, you know, hey, there's this report out there that came out over the weekend uh, that said you had mutual interest. There was mutual interest between, you know, you and, and Auburn. And I uh, just wanted to see if you wanted to comment on that. And I had I have his full statement here transcribed just so we can kind of give you the full picture. And then I'm going to go ahead and give my thoughts on what Lanyon had to say and what it means for the Oregon football program, the program, excuse me, and the Oregon fan base. So here's Dan Lane's full response to the rumors of linking him to the Auburn job. First off, I want to say things like this are going to come up when you have team success and when you do your job and things go the way they're supposed to go. That's credit really to our team. That being said, I think there's a little bit of a problem in society today with people looking for what's next and where there's an opportunity 
And the reality is the grass is not always greener. In fact, the grass is damn green in Eugene. And I want to be here in Eugene for as long as Eugene will have me. This place has everything that I could possibly ever want. My family could ever want. I've got an 11 year old that's lived in eight states. The last thing I would ever want to do is leave. So I want to enjoy this opportunity here. It's been a phenomenal place for us. And when you talk about things that align, things that match your vision for what you're looking for as a head coach, Oregon checks every box for me. I think history maybe shows that this is a great place to be and not a great place to leave. I want to be here. And hopefully that's the last time I have to really address it. But the reality is this is a destination, not just for me, but for elite players. And why is it a destination? Because great administration, great fans, great support, and it's a good reason to be here and why we're having success that we're having. So heck of an answer from Oregon Ducks head coach Dan Lanning that really just sounded like a ringing endorsement of the Oregon program. It was something that previous coaches have really failed to do or completely avoided doing when uh, reports linking them to other jobs emerged. I'm looking at Willie Taggart when he bolted for Florida State, and I'm talking about Mario Cristobal when he bolted for Miami last year. It's just such a polar contrast, polar opposite responses and reactions. I remember last season after Oregon got boat raced in the Pac-12 title game against Utah, that was the first question. I don't even think the question was about the game because that's how real the the, the smoke had gotten, you know, all the buzz around Mario and, and, and Miami. You know, he had flown back to uh, the Sunshine State. His mother had fallen ill, and um, that was after the Oregon State game. But, you know, uh, I, I don't want to speak poorly on anybody's family, but there were some people that, you know, thought, okay, he went out to see his mom, but maybe there was, there were some talks with Miami in, in the, uh, in the process. So uh, I think that just, there was a lot of smoke around that. And Mario didn't take the opportunity to say, I'm going to be here at Oregon. This is where I want to be. This is my home. He said, you know, uh, something on the lines of, you know, let's not, uh, let's not create narratives here. He kind of attacked the media. And that's also something that we've seen a little bit now uh, since he moved to ACC country and has been struggling at Miami. Um, and then when, when Willie Taggart bol- bolted to Florida State, I think he was, and was asked about uh, the similar reports and rumors linking him to the Seminoles opening after Jimbo left. I think he said something along the lines of, excited for the Vegas Bowl, baby, just completely avoiding the question in its entirety. So I think – First and foremost, it's really encouraging for Oregon fans to hear this kind of response when you consider the fact that the past two coaches that spurred Oregon just completely, you know, denied it and just totally avoided um, avoided answering the question and kind of giving that clarity and having that transparency. So I think that that's definitely an encouraging sign for Oregon fans to, to have a nice little shift there, uh, especially with how the season's going. So let's kind of peel back some of the layers here and just talk about where Dan Laney finds himself and where this Oregon program finds themselves. Because this first season for Dan Laney as a head coach, it's going about as well as you could possibly expect it to go. The only way it could be going any better is if you beat Georgia in that week one game. And then I think that maybe Oregon isn't finding itself battling, you know, some of these conversations, some of the narratives around, yeah, they're doing great, but I, I just can't look past that week one beat down against the uh, defending national champions. But every week, Oregon's going out there and they are making a statement with every win. That is not our team. 
That is not who we are. We've learned from that. We've progressed. And Lanning is a huge part of the reason they've been able to do that. Every week, it feels like Lanning is going into the film room with his coaching staff, with his players, finding those little tweaks they need to make. And like he said, trying to turn some of those weaknesses into strengths for this team. So I think that that is a, a really strong endorsement of his ability as a head coach. And I think it's something that the previous staff honestly wasn't that great at. I think that's part of the reason why we saw two carbon copy games against Utah with no adjustments. And was Mario Cristobal's interest in Miami a factor there? I think it absolutely was. I don't know how you can say it wasn't. I mean, no one can really prove that, but based on how that unfolded and, and how the Ducks just looked uninspired on the field until the Alamo Bowl uh, after the coaching transition had already happened or Mario was at least gone, I, I think that that's, uh, that's definitely you know in play there. But it was interesting, too, what Lanyon had to say about this is a product of success, and it's directly due to how they're doing on the field. I think that this coaching transition came at the weirdest time for Oregon because they were in the midst of that championship window. And because of that, Lanyon got hired. There's all this talent on the roster. They've been the premier brand in the Pac-12 up until pretty much you know the last year when, when Utah won their first uh, conference title. And the expectations are high with, with how well Oregon dominated on the field under Mario Cristobal. Once that thing really got humming, I think that the bar for Oregon football now that fans have set is significantly higher. It's at the very least, you want to be competing in the Pac-12 championship game, going to a Rose Bowl, and honestly beyond based on the recruiting progression and how much more talent I think this team has than a majority of teams in the Pac-12, I believe that is the expectation. But then you have a first-year head coach that comes in, and it's like, how do you balance that? Where do you draw that fine line between, okay, this is a team that we've been, we have dominated before, and we need to continue pushing forward with, oh, yeah, you know, it's a first-year head coach, though, brand-new staff. Um, you know, you kind of give them some slack there. That's, I think, one of the biggest things that has been in the back of my mind this season. But – that hasn't really mattered to this point because Oregon's eight and one. They're at the top of the Pac-12. I think they probably own the best win in the conference over over uh, UCLA, a commanding win over UCLA, the UCLA team uh, that handed Utah one of it, uh, its only conference loss uh, so far this year. Um, and it, they're just rolling. Um, and and I think that these next couple of games with, with Washington, Utah, Oregon State on deck are really going to solidify what kind of a team this is for Oregon, how capable they are of, of going where they want to go this year. And I think that really at this point, it's a New Year's Six Bowl. Like that's really the, the, the floor right now. But the playoffs are still in play. I think some things have to break their way. We can talk about that on another episode. But we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They're in full control of their destiny. But back to the previous point I wanted to talk about. The product of success. Oregon fans are all too familiar with this. It feels like the last seven or eight years that they get really good and it looks like they're just about to switch it and flip it into high gear and, and then, oh, here we go. Here's the coaching carousel. Some Someone else is, is linked to another job. But I think for Oregon, obviously you never want to lose your head coach. But I think for Oregon, what they could try to do to ensure, you know, long-term health of their program is become – a really good spot, you know, for coordinators because Dan Landing has Rob Mullins has shown that he can hire good coaches. And then after that, it's on the head coach to assemble a staff to bring in good, good pieces there to build out the rest of the, of the coaching staff. And then that way, if something happens and a coach gets poached by another team, hopefully you have some, some more staying power with some of those coordinators that you brought in, the guys that are able to learn from the head coach. Okay, this is how you run a team. This is how you ramp it up in recruiting. This is how you deal with internal conflict, whatever it is. I'm kind of getting something, getting along the lines of like Ryan Day at Ohio State. And are Oregon and Ohio State the same programs? Absolutely not. You know, I think Ohio State is much more established, but if something were to happen, you know, just in the future in general, I'm not even necessarily talking about landing. I think that's kind of the situation you want to be in. So you don't have to scramble for a head coach, not that Oregon was, but so you have some options that are already in house that can make that transition a little bit easier. But I know that Oregon fans must be relieved to, to hear what landing said on Monday, uh, really just kind of locking things in. Um, but where else is this Oregon team at? Let's just talk about where landing has this team. And it's not just Lanning, but he's the head coach, so he deserves a whole bunch of credit. Oregon's offense is exciting again. They've scored 40 or more points in eight straight games. They're entertaining. They have a dynamic backfield. Bucky, I, I was on um, I was on uh, Pac-12 Series XM radio yesterday, and I was asked who's the best weapon, who's the best player on this Oregon football team other than Bo Nix, and I said Bucky Irving. Bucky Irving has been nothing short of phenomenal for the Ducks this year. I just love watching him run. He had that 65-yard rush against Colorado. His short area burst, his lateral quickness, his balance, his contact, his uh, power through contact, his top-end speed, it's just awesome. And and that's the thing with Oregon. When Bucky Irving comes out and Noah Whittington comes in, there's almost no drop-off. And both of those guys can run hard. They can impact the passing game. They can block to give Bo Nix more time. It's just, an, it's, it really feels like it's a 1A, 1B situation for the Oregon backfield. So Lanning, with obviously a bunch of credit to Kenny Dillingham, has this offense rolling again. They're exciting. They're versatile. They're multiple. 
Uh, we're seeing young guys play. We're seeing a deep passing attack, a vertical passing attack for the first time in like three or four years. So I think that that's another reason why it's such a good situation for Lanning and Eugene right now. And what else do we have? We have good recruiting right now for, for Oregon on the recruiting trail in 2023. You have five stars, Dante Moore, Jurion Dickey in this 2023 class. You have some uh, offensive linemen that you recently got into the fold. We were talking about Iapani Laulu and uh, George Silva, the, the Juco offensive lineman. Uh, you have Lipe Mawala. You have a lot of really good talent on that defensive front. Terrence Green, Mikel Gardner, Amari Washington, Jaden Moore, Blake Purchase. You're just really putting yourself in a good position to have long-term sustained success and to try to fill in some of these holes that are going to be created after the 2022 season when some guys head to the NFL. So recruiting's going well. The offense is exciting again. And it really just feels like, you know, even though the defense has room to grow, they're doing enough to win games. They're not a complete liability. That's far from the case. Another thing that should be, that's good for Oregon, Dan Landing has a $14 million buyout through the end of January 31st, through through the end of January in 2023. So that is not a cheap buyout. Um, and it's another hurdle that these teams are going to have to kind of go over if they want to ultimately poach Lanning from Oregon. It doesn't seem like the most likely thing right now, but we do know that uh, if there's one thing we know about SEC programs is that they have that old money and that they have deep pockets with all the boosters that they have involved with so many programs that have had sustained success for long periods of time. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about with Oregon fans being all too familiar with this. Obviously, Mario Cristobal went to Miami. Willie Taggart went to Florida State. And this goes back to what Lanning was saying about Oregon's a great place to be, not a great place to leave. Those were those sounded like direct shots at, at Mario Cristobal and Willie Taggart for because he he's new to Oregon, but he's well aware of that coaching history, I'm sure. Mario Cristobal is currently four and five at Miami in his first year with the Hurricanes. He lost to Duke. And that's just not where you want to be. And then Willie Taggart went to Florida State, and that was an absolute nightmare. And now he's at FAU. So Landing is very well aware of what's happened to coaches that have chose to leave Oregon in the past and how they have struggled at their respective spots. And another good thing for Oregon, and Landing talked about this in his introductory press conference, was when he was reiterating his uh, commitment to Oregon, was that there's not necessarily a dream job for Dan Lanning like there was with Mario, like there was with Willie. He went to William Jewell College, so he said unless William Jewell College comes calling, he's pretty much in it for the long run. And, you know, could that change over, you know, the next couple of months or whatever once we get into the offseason? Sure, anything can change. You know, it's college football. It's like the most chaotic and unpredictable sport, especially with last year's coaching carousel. But I think that that's a huge bonus for Lanning. And I think the only thing that would maybe make me think that he would think on some stuff is, is like an NFL job. But also I thought it was interesting how he was talking about how he has an 11 year old that's lived in eight States. That's another part of the coaching carousel that doesn't really get talked about, whether it be head coach or any assistant, you got to pick your family up and move at the drop of a hat sometimes. And that is not easy. And I, you know, you got to give uh, props to families of, of college football coaches all across the country because it's such a volatile and unpredictable game that you could be moving, uh, you know, at, at any time. So I think that's another thing, another reason that Oregon fans should be confident that Lanning wants to stay here long term. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is that Lanning was the focus with these Auburn rumors, obviously, but there were also rumors and reports linking Kenny Dillingham to the vacant head coaching 
uh, position at Arizona State. And I just I think not to say that he's not capable. I, I, I am not in I'm not in the position to say whether or not Kenny Dillingham is capable of running a program. I, I want to learn more about him, see more uh, about the situation with, with Arizona State. But he obviously has those Arizona ties being from there. Uh, he knows how to recruit since he has Dante Moore in the fold. Uh, he has made this Oregon offense just honestly able to toy with opponents. Bo Nix is, is comfortable to a point where he is able to modify the offense and get them into new looks and audible out of stuff, which is something that we really haven't seen an Oregon quarterback have that comfortability or that comfort since I mean, you could say Justin Herbert, but we all know that he was handcuffed with that offense. So maybe Marcus Mariota or Vernon Adams for that matter. Um, so I think that's, you know, another little interesting kind of thing to follow. I feel like both Lanning and Dillingham have earned pay bumps at the very least. We'll have to see how this thing plays out the, the rest of the season. But now uh, it's kind of really some more show me prove it games for Oregon the rest of the season with, with Washington this weekend. That's a four o'clock kickoff on Fox. Um, really excited to be at that game. And then you have Utah next week. We're going to have to see how healthy they are uh, after barely beating Washington State, I believe it was. Let me double check that. Okay, yeah, they won 21-17. to 17, So that was a close game for sure. And that's a revenge game for Oregon going up against the, the Utes. Um, you know, is that a rivalry? They're definitely two of the better teams in the Pac-12 for the past couple of years now, and then they always give us fun games, even though last year was was definitely an exception to that. And you have Oregon State finishing with another rivalry game going uh, up the road to Corvallis. So certainly bodes for some interesting football without a doubt, but I think that Oregon fans are probably breathing a sigh of relief after hearing what Lanny had to say uh, after being linked to the Auburn opening. So that's good news for the Ducks. Wanted to get on here and share my thoughts on landing uh, as a head coach and kind of everything that's going on with, with these rumors and, and report. Um, but that'll do it for this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Important favor to ask you guys, lock in with me on social media. At mTaurus Sports is where you can find me on Twitter. That's the quickest way to stay up to date on all my Oregon Ducks coverage. Make sure you can find the written coverage covering Oregon, ducksdigest.com. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus, trying to grow that community and the support has been great. And then the biggest way you can support us is share the Ducks Dish podcast. Share it with your friends, with your family, with other Duck fans. That is all greatly appreciated. And leave a comment. Want to get you guys more involved. Want to throw together a mailbag episode. Just haven't really been able to because I need to get more questions. But let me know your thoughts on Dan Lanning uh, kind of shooting down and addressing these Auburn rumors uh, in the comments. And uh, it should be a fun week as we continue uh, covering this Oregon football team uh, ahead of their tilt against the Washington Huskies, a top 25 showdown in Eugene. But until next time, I've been your, I'm your host, Max Torres. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast.